G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our review and rank series for Eurovision 2022. And today is all about last year's hosts, the Netherlands. Yes, last year's hosts who did an amazing yeah. job in Rotterdam. One of the best Eurovisions ever. I know. I'm still so gutted we didn't get to go. We we had tickets. We were there for the press center for 2020. I've got the merchandise. That's <laughs> <laughs> still not over it. I mean, technically, we weren't allowed to leave the country, so we had a pretty good excuse. Yeah, that's true. And obviously, it didn't even happen. So that's probably even a better excuse there. But look, they've been pretty um, good at uh, Eurovision in recent years, haven't they, Michael? Because obviously, they won the title to Mm. be hosting. Can't get any better than that. Exactly. And look, it all turned around for them um, in 2013. Because before that, they really were a basket case. They hadn't qualified (laughs) eight years in a row. Nice way of putting it. (laughs) it I mean, it was bad. You know, they were a force in the 90s. And then they were just terrible after that. Um, But then Anouk came, got them their first top 10 since 1999 when she finished ninth and that was a turning point where we saw calm after the song finished second a couple of 11s with Dale Bob and Eugene and even Whalen making the final with an 18th before obviously Duncan Lawrence took out the title for them in 2019 and it did feel like they had been building for a victory for the Dutch at that point. Most definitely, particularly with the uh, two that finished 11th. They, they were really good songs that were just on the edge of that kind of top 10. So um, yeah, you kind of felt it was coming for the Netherlands. Indeed. And obviously Duncan went on to do wonderful things commercially with that. So look, they put on a great show last year and they'll be looking to keep this solid record going for the nation. Well, they certainly will be. And this year for the Netherlands, we have Estienne with Dead Dipti. Den de Hollander is a 21-year-old Dutch indie singer-songwriter from Abekerk, Nord-Holland. Her career kick-started in 2016 when she self-released her first album on SoundCloud, another one on SoundCloud. A year later, she was signed to the record label Noah's Ark. Now, since then, she's released a number of singles and albums to critical acclaim in Netherlands. Many of her tracks are about her experiences with mental health, in particular with bipolar and being admitted to a psychiatric hospital at a very young age. Wow. Yeah, very authentic, young, up-and-coming artist there from the Netherlands. And to be honest, I think it kind of shows in the entry they're giving us this year. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. It's so wonderful when we get to find out more about the artists mm. and where their music may come from. So where she actually came from to make it to Eurovision was through the broadcaster. Now, the the Dutch have been doing this for some time where they have been internally selecting their artists and song to go to the competition. So not a surprise to see them doing it again because, as we've heard, it's been quite successful for mm. them. Most definitely. All right, shall we talk about some of the pros on this one, Dale? I'll kick us off. Now, just the obvious quality in the composition of this song. I could just see a jury's really, really rewarding this. And it's very much is a great example of we always talk about genuine and authentic entries doing very well in recent years. And this is epitome of it. Yeah, it's such a beautifully crafted song it really really is the production is exquisite it it truly is and her voice has this wonderful vulnerability 
but she's also really quite assured at the same time. And that's such a really interesting mix. Uh, it's so well put together that for a jury, for sure, the juries will lap this up. You would think so. I was going to say, with that production, it's just so atmospheric, isn't it? It, mm-hmm. it conveys a mood, which is almost a, an art form in itself. I will say there's just some clever additions to the song, the things like the da-da-da-da-da and the ooh-ah. So that makes it very accessible and very catchy, even though the vast majority of the audience watching at the time will not be able to speak Dutch. Exactly. I've, I've literally put that down right here. Thanks for stealing that. <laughs> but also, the parts that are in Dutch, it sounds really, really nice. And let's be honest, sometimes the Dutch language doesn't always sound amazingly nice in lyrics and in some songs they've got, Look, they've got some funny sounds Dutch, <laughs> isn't it? i mean i love a lot of it but sometimes it's not for everybody mm. but they're being very clever here because all, all the words and that they use it sounds so good and then using the ooze and using the da 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 a it sounds really nice it adds to the atmosphere and it makes it accessible as you said now i was going to say we have seen some live versions already and she doesn't seem to have too much trouble really uh hitting this song vocally so i expect with a few little creative staging ideas we don't need any crazy concepts on this one let the the composition speak for itself we should have a very very good package here for turin yeah, and this kind of style, um, the kids are calling it yee-haw. Um, it's not country music, um, but it uses some lovely elements of country that are far more mainstream. It's just that right level of instrumentation with the you know those kind of deep guitar sounds and the very slight twang without going into something that sounds like American country. Mm. Very European uh, pop with just these kind of lovely little instrumentation elements of country, which I just think are are so good. To me, this is still pop, but it just uses parts that I particularly like, and I think a lot of others do as well. All right, let's go into some of the possible drawbacks on this one, Dale. Now, the song itself doesn't really have many peaks and troughs, and nor does it really give uh, Steen major vocal moments. So I think at times this could come across as a little one-paced. And I also think I love the atmosphere and at times the power that comes through, but that's really relying on other factors. I think the music video is amazing and it looks and sounds like a soundtrack and it's almost the songs playing second fiddle to the, uh, to the music video. Also, I think the, the production, the instrumentation is really bringing the power to it rather than maybe her and the song. That's all really good, but I think it's other factors that are making it as powerful as now that I'm worried are not going to come across as strong in the live. Yeah, and speaking of the live, now I did mention she is a very good singer. We have seen some live performances of this, but she is still very quite inexperienced. She's only 21 years old, and I found performing and emoting the song it hasn't been her strong point. Yes, you can kind of be effortlessly cool and get away with that to a certain degree, but you do have to bring something to the table and not just be deadpan in the face. We need more than that. Yeah, I feel like I can listen to the studio and sit here and look out the window pensively and feel emotions, and then I watch the performance live and I go, good job, but I don't feel anything as much as I do from the studio. Um, And I think when that comes to the tally vote, I think that's maybe where it might struggle a little bit because I think there's a lot of jury appeal, even if it is straight down the lens and that's just all they do. Um, So I think potentially the tally vote could end up going somewhere else. There's songs like Cornelia Jacobs' Song for Sweden, which is a really nice emotional pop um, ballad that just might steal um, people to go that way instead of going to something like The Dutch. 
Yes, I was going to say, it is a very crowded field of ballads and slower tempo song this year. A lot with a lot more bells and whistles than she's got. And we may find that cut through is not really happening to the extent people think. Because ultimately, yes, the jury votes, and I think they'll come very, very strongly in the semi-final. But once you get to that grand final, all of a sudden you're not getting the sevens and the eights. You're getting the threes and the fours. And we saw that a lot with Hoover Phonic last year. And then all of a sudden what people are perhaps tipping as a top 10 song all of a sudden starts dropping down the table because it doesn't have that base of the jury votes. Yeah, and the last thing I'll say, and I could say this for both a pro and a potential drawback, staging. I think this is on a knife edge because if you get it right, it is going to give us this atmosphere and this feeling that we want and we'll suddenly jump ahead of those ones for jury and jump ahead and make us feel things. If you don't get it right, then it's going to just fall quite flat, I think. So there's not a lot of room for error because I think it's relying so much on the factor of staging to really bring out the best of this song. Well, that brings me to my last point, Dale. It just might be boring. <laughs> That's a bit <laughs> No, it just might be. Some people might just look at this and go, no, thanks. This isn't for me. I'm here for the party. I'm here for the, the bells and the whistles and the fireworks, etc. Some people will just find this boring. Well, we certainly had a lot of thoughts on that one, Dale, but it's not just us. It is the Aussie Vision team as well. And what have the team thought about the Netherlands this year? Yeah, interesting ranking here. So the team ranked all the songs first to 39th, not voting for Australia, and they have put Netherlands in eighth place. Eighth. So it's a top 10 for the Netherlands. Top 10 for the Netherlands. Okay. Very. I think that's a very good solid result. That's an excellent result. Anything in the top 10 is very, very good. Now the range was from 1st to 30th. Mm. So 30th was the lowest actually. Okay. Um, two winners. So two people had it first and it had 10 top 10s. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty good. That's almost like half the crew, isn't it? More than half the crew. So Jeez. really, really, really good there. So yeah, it's um, it's done well. And, well, who are we hearing from uh, from the team? We are hearing to the two who gave it first place. Uh, we're hearing from Tim and Ruby. I, I don't know if the Netherlands have the best song with the best chance of winning this year. But for me, the reason it's so high up is just because I just keep coming back to it. The rawness and the the depth of this song is just absolutely amazing. The, the starting guitar rift always pulls me in, despite not knowing a word of Dutch. And the lyrics just seem so, pardon the pun, deep. Um, it just has a real coolness about it that just makes me want to know more about this song. Uh, it, it's just so beautiful. Uh, I'm not saying that we're going back to Rotterdam next year or Amsterdam, but my God, if we did, it would be worth it. This song is just so beautiful. Uh, this has got to be a top five. If not, I don't know what's wrong with Europe. This year, I was looking to be taken on a journey, an adventure even, by each of the songs. I was looking for the vibe. I wanted to be taken somewhere with beautiful, heartfelt emotions, stunning lyrics, and sweeping instrumentals. And I found this all in the Netherlands entry. And as such, it is my favourite song for 2022. The chorus is catchy. And I can't speak Dutch at all, but I can sing along to this song despite that. This entry best conveys the depth of emotion given within it in its lyrics. 
And with the Netherlands' track record of beautiful staging, is a real contender for the win in May. All right. The thing that captures me there is both said it transcends language, which is a fantastic thing for a mm. piece of music. Now, Tim was into the rawness and the depth, and Ruby was transported somewhere else, which is what she was looking for. So certainly hit them where it needed to. Yeah, I think that percentage who love it, really love it. It definitely touches something there. And I think if they can make that happen in Turin, they will do well. Mm. All right, let's get on to our rap and rank on this one, Dale. Now, personally, I really do enjoy this entry. I think there's really great quality in the composition and Estienne and uh, the Netherlands should be really proud of what they bring into the contest. Now, as high quality as this entry is and as successful as it possibly could be, it will come down to how well it's being staged because there is that element of falling flat there. Overall, I enjoy this. I never skip it and I mm, don't really find myself seeking it out, unfortunately. Now, that's probably because I'm connecting with it in my head and not with my emotions. So for me, 20th place. Ooh, okay. I mean, that doesn't... I mean, that probably sounds it's low, it's but... not too bad. 20 is really good. I mean, I like a lot of songs this year, and I certainly like this, but it's not making me feel an awful lot. Okay. No, fair enough. Um, that's fine. Um, well, on my side... <laughs> look, this is uh, really beautifully put together, and a song I immediately love from first listen. Um, I love this kind of European pop sound with those country folk elements I mentioned before, but with such a strong strong um production that those elements are almost hidden you kind of like like hide it's like a gateway drug into country um look the studio version is so well put together it's exquisite and dutch has never sounded so good as it does here i am worried about the live i am worried about falling flat but i do think it's very safely through to the grand final and i think at the moment that's all that matters and it, i think it will be somewhere in that top 20 um uh, could be top 10 just depending on how it goes for me, I love it. I seek it out. I play it all the time. And it's coming in at sixth place. Oh, so very much in the top 10 for you. Very solidly in the in the top 10. At times, it's my third, fourth. Sometimes it's my fifth, sixth, seventh. It's in that little range in the middle of that top 10 that I really love. I love it when I hear it. I'm kind of like, oh, this is really nice. This is so good. But I'm not like, wow, yeah. unfortunately. I don't know. Something's missing there for me. I don't know what it is. Nah, studio, this is just superb. But... I will be surprised if it's my sixth song on the night. I do have serious doubts, unfortunately. Mm. And I hope I'm proven very wrong. Yeah. Well, again, as I say, I think Netherlands can be really proud with what they're sending again this year. Another fantastic entry. So, look, well done to them and well done to Estine. Indeed. Can't wait to see it in Turin. Likewise. Catch you later. See ya. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.